Live from Nordia House in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. It was winter, and I'm loud. It was winter and really cold. Middle of the winter, Vermont cold, not Oregon cold. You don't know what cold is. And I was alone, alone in this remote cabin, in a loft, and I was sick. I'd been sick for 12 days, getting weaker every day. And suddenly, the thought came to me, for the first time in my life, I just might die. Because if I couldn't go down that steep ladder to feed that stove that provided heat with zero degrees outside, it's going to get pretty cold inside. And the amazing thing was, I was okay with that. I was 33 years old, and I was okay with the possibility of dying. So I wondered, how did I ever get to that place? Two years prior, I'd been teaching experimental psychology in New Jersey at Fairleigh Dickinson University. If there's one thing you want to do is don't teach experimental psychology. <laughs> Horrible. I'd also gone through a pretty messy divorce. And then my dad died. And then along comes somebody who says, I wanted you to come with me to hear somebody speak at Hunter College. And the guy's name that was going to speak was Ram Das. So Ram Das, for you people who don't know much about him, wrote a book called Be Here Now. Became the Bible for hippies all over the world. Yeah. <laughs> He'd been a professor at Harvard teaching psychology. He'd gotten fired for giving psilocybin to theology students who ended up talking to God. I think that's reasonable for, to kick him out for that. So he went to India, and he found a guru, somebody who gave him unconditional love he found peace and happiness. I wanted that. Now, please. So I quit teaching. I went to India. Unfortunately, I didn't find a guru. I didn't get enlightened. But I did find dysentery, giardia, <laughs> and hold your breath, hepatitis. So I came back to the States a bit more tired and weak than I went. And my friend Jeff that I'd gone to India with had this cabin back in the woods that he turned me on to. The first time I went to the cabin, I'm walking down this path a half a mile back, and overhead are these, this canopy of hardwoods. 
an amazing place. It was sunny outside, but in this canopy, it was a little dark and wonderful. And then I got to the end, and it opened up to a field, and in the middle of the field was this cabin. Now, it wasn't very pretty. We're talking hunting cabin, rustic. No log cabin, no, none of the, no porch, uh-uh. This, this had a screen door that needed repair. It just had holes in it. And, but it felt like home. It felt like I had come home. So in the beginning, I'd spent a lot of time outside in the sun, meditating, smelling the woods, walking in the woods. And then fall was getting on and winter's coming, and there's one thing you need in Vermont in the winter is wood for that fire, that stove. It was so quiet there, I couldn't stand the thought of using a chainsaw, and you need a lot of wood. So I went out and I bought a Swedish bow saw. Thank you, Swedes, wherever you are. <laughs> it's very sharp, but it still took a long time to saw by hand. <laughs> but it, the amazing thing is, it ended up not being like work. It was like, it was, it was a meditation. And then after I sawed it, I would put it on my shoulder and trudge up to the cabin. Somehow, it was all downhill from the cabin. I trudge up the cabin, <laughs> carry it up, and then at, at the cabin, I split it, and then I stacked it. And everything that I was doing became a meditation. And so I ended up getting, in Vermont, what I didn't get in India. I learned how to be here now. How to be in the experience of the present moment. As it got colder, I spent more time inside. I had all my wood inside. I had my stove. And I'd spend time mostly in front of that stove because it was the warmest place to be. And I would read. I had a kerosene lamp. I would write out dreams. I have journals full of dreams. And then I had a musical instrument, a dulcimer, a stringed instrument so long. And my idea was I was going to learn all these songs. There was one problem. It was so quiet in that cabin, I could only play one note at a time. And that note would last a long time because it was so quiet. So as you might imagine, I didn't learn many songs at all, which is okay. The other thing that happened once, I was sitting in front of the fire. Here's a stool. I'll pretend I'm sitting in this old rocking chair that I had found, right? And in front of me is the fire, and I opened the door. So I'm looking at the logs that are burning. And I said to a log, I said, thank you for giving me heat. Maybe in the next lifetime, I'll be the log giving you heat. I told you, it gets a little weird there in the middle of winter. 
Well, it got even weirder for me because it got harder. As snow came in and colder, I didn't go out as much, and then you get something called cabin fever. Mine was, as I read my journals recently, I got depressed from being lonely, I questioned what I was doing there, and what saved my hide were the Rabels, this couple, older couple who lived up on the road, you know, half a mile away, who welcomed me anytime I needed to be there. And they'd, Bob would give me odd jobs to do, but better than that, I was inside the house with the electricity, lights, and warmth, and they would give me, offer me sherry. Sherry. I'm not a sherry drinker, but I became a sherry drinker. <laughs> I hope they, the, the Rabels, know, knew how much they did for me. So, a toast to the Rabels. <laughs> well, that's strong stuff. <laughs> a little water might help. All right. While I left Vermont, made a few changes. First of all, my beard was much longer, much shorter now. My hair has changed color slightly from 45 years ago. And I've made some other major changes. I've done some trading. I traded being alone with having a wife, a daughter, a dog, a cat, and four chickens. <laughs> I think it's a really good trade. And then I traded this rustic cabin for a big, beautiful house. And it has electricity and running water. And amazingly, it has an indoor toilet, too. <laughs> I really scored this one. So I'm very grateful for the life that I've been having. And the life that I have now I mean, the love from my wife and daughter and my dog. I'm not so sure about the cat. <laughs> it's wonderful. And I am so grateful for that time I spent in Vermont because it's helping me now in this time of my life, which I'm calling the winter of my life. I lost a brother this year. I lost a close friend. So I figure now's a good time to prepare for my passing. And it's not that I'm not eager to do it, mind you. I'm not eager. I'm not ready. So <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> no. uh, but I just want to be ready. I want to be prepared. And I decided the way to do this is to go back to practicing being present. I don't have wood to cut, saw and cut and so on, but I do other things now, like walking my dog. And what I do now is that I am present with her. 
I'm not, I practice not thinking about things that I'm worried about or anything else, but just I'm present. I'm feeling my feet on the ground as I walk, kind of like a walking meditation. The second area is in terms of eating. I used to sit there, and my wife is still working, so I, sit, I have lunch alone, and I'd sit there with my phone, of course, wherever that beast is. It can't be too far from us, right? Oh. So, <laughs> so I would sit there and get lost in the, in, the, in the news and so on, but I wasn't present. So I put my phone aside, I put reading material aside, and I didn't watch television when I ate. I actually tasted my food. And it's been working really well. The last thing is that I decided it wasn't good for me to be a grumpy old man anymore. <laughs> so I'm practicing being more loving. I tell you, with some of the drivers in uh, that, this is not an easy one at all. Because here's the deal. I want two things from at the end of my life. The first one is that I want to be fully conscious, experiencing dying. And the second thing is that I want to be giving out love to my wife, my daughter, my friends, whoever is there. And I want to be receiving love. This is how I want it to end.